0: If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at the rides and attractions in Adventureland as we tackle part one of our two-part guide to Adventureland. Final episodes of the podcast at disneydecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you're interested in supporting the podcast regularly or as a one time donation, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Connect with us anytime, Disney Deciphered at gmail.com, at WDW Deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Decipher. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are going to be continuing our land by land overview. Today, we are going to look at Adventureland. Apologies to Samantha, I said we were going to do Frontierland soon, but there's some news about things changing at Frontierland, so we want to hold off on that to see how that shakes out. So we're going to start with Adventureland, and we think that Adventureland, it's not quite Fantasyland in scope, but it is pretty big. Fantasyland got too long. That ended up having to be three episodes. This one we can do in two episodes. We are fairly certain. So we're going to just focus on the attractions in Adventureland today. And as a reminder, for those of you who haven't heard our Land by Land guides before, for attractions, we discuss a little bit about what happens on the attraction and then we talk about whether we always ride it, usually ride it, sometimes ride it, or never ride it. So, ready to take a look at the attractions in Adventureland, Leslie?
1: Yeah, but before we dive in, I think we have to sort of talk a little bit about the theming of Adventureland, which is like the biggest mismatch of themes that you could like possibly imagine in a Disney park. I mean, you're in the Caribbean, uh, you're maybe in the South Seas, or maybe you're like somewhere on the Nile in Egypt, so... I, I do think that – I mean, I love those kind of attractions, but but it is, theming-wise, probably the least coherent of a lot of the Disney World lands, but yet it, um, it works, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't – so that's the funny thing. Um, I forgot that I wanted to talk about this, but in Disneyland Paris, the Adventureland – I think it gave me a taste of what I feel like Adventureland could be. Um, yes, there were still some like disparate themes in Adventureland, like still like at some point we are like in the jungle and at some point we're in the Middle East. But there's so much more like exploration to be done in Adventureland at Disneyland Paris. And I'll get into this a little more when we talk about Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse that I could see how like, you know, that whole the whole land in Disneyland Paris's Adventureland is kind of inviting you to adventure and explore, Um, and especially for like younger kids, it's like a great place to kind of wander around. So, if we had recorded this episode before I'd gone to Disneyland Paris, I probably would have been like, "Whatever, it's kind of weird. That's a bit of a hodgepodge, but that's cool." But I feel like Disneyland Paris gave me a taste of, you know, how nice an Adventureland could be. So, you know, a slight ding in my book for the weird, random, disparate theming at Adventureland Disney World.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. You have that experience that I have not. So rub it in, Joe.
0: I will. I will. Um, And so we should say that I guess the overall like idea about Adventureland is kind of uh, it's a little bit, I guess it's a little bit dated. It's kind of like all those places in the world that you haven't been that are like kind of quote unquote exotic. So may or may not be slightly problematic to you.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you know, this is this is based upon the original Adventureland at Disneyland. So think of like what a 1950s person would think of of yeah, exotic, foreign destinations, and that, that is yeah. that is the land.
0: <laughs> Best not get into it too much. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at the attractions, and we will uh, do these in alphabetical order. So we will start with the Enchanted Tiki Room. We should say that uh, rumors had come out that the Enchanted Tiki Room might be completely renovated or changing. Um, these rumors were denied by the Disney Parks blog. I don't know if that necessarily means that it still won't change in the future, but it seems like the Enchanted Tiki Room is going to be uh, as is uh, for now. Leslie, why don't you tell us what is the Enchanted Tiki Room and why are Disney fans so up in arms that it might change?
1: Yeah, so it's it's definitely one of the old school attractions at uh, Disney parks and um, it's a show it's inside and you go in and there are audio animatronic birds from around the world some of which are problematic <laughs> too if we're being fair um, but it's really entertaining I mean, it's a great show for families it's a great break from the heat of Disney World yeah it's 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 one that's been around for a long time and and People definitely have uh, nostalgia for the Tiki Room, but let's not forget Disney has done an overlay on it before. Tiki was it Tiki Room under new management? Do you remember that one?
0: Yeah, I think that what happened during my like dark period at Disney. But yeah, I definitely it's not the same as it uh, has always been, and so you know it has changed. So one of the rumors was that like they'd get Moana in there somehow. It'll be interesting to see if they could do something like that. I will say about the Enchanted Tiki room that, you know, the animatronics are really cool. I mean, they're all like bird animatronics and it's really well done. Although the last time I went, I went with my kids and I forgot that like at points it gets like really dark and like thunder and lightning happens. So, you know, it was not as big a hit with my kids as I thought it might be.
1: That's right. I forget that you have the extra sensitive ones and I have one of those too, but mine mine did enjoy it. You never know.
0: Yeah, you never know. You gotta try it at least once. So, uh, for you, Leslie, always, usually, sometimes, or never for the Enchanted Tiki Room?
1: It's still a sometimes for me, and that's because I can do it at Disneyland as well. And uh, but yeah, at Disney World it's a sometimes. But if I'm on a shorter trip, I usually just don't make t- time for shows. But and it's not a super long show. But even that, I'd rather be riding actual rides. So I, I guess I probably don't visit it as much as I. Profess my love for it. How about that?
0: That sounds fair. Yeah, it's also a sometimes for me. um I thought it would be something that my kids would be really into and that we would go to every time, but they just didn't kind of jive with it. And uh, in general, you know, I'm probably not going to go hang out in there by myself. So sometimes, right for me as well. All right, moving along, the next attraction and adventure land that we're going to talk about is the Jungle Cruise. um And I know I just made you take the tiki room, but I feel like I would be remiss to not let you talk about the Jungle Cruise. So tell us about the Jungle Cruise.
1: Yes, and, and the reason Joe is giving me the first chance on the Jungle Cruise, I have to put that there. Um, my husband's lifelong dream is to become, retire when he retires, is to become a Jungle Cruise skipper. I mean, this is something that he has talked about since we were dating. That's funny. So, I thought,
0: I thought uh, he's been working his whole life to make it there. I didn't realize it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this is the Jungle Cruise. So it is a boat ride, slow boat ride through various different Exotic ports of call, I presume. There's the the various rivers of the world, the Amazon, the Nile, etc. And um, you see uh, animals along the way. There are sort of adventures. But, But the highlight of the Jungle Cruise is the fact that you have a skipper who tells ridiculously corny jokes. And the, the quality of a Jungle Cruise highly depends upon the quality of your skipper, in my opinion, because the ride itself, like, you know, the, the animals aren't that impressive. So um, it's really hit or miss. But when you get a good skipper, like I anticipate my husband will be because he's very um, funny, dry humor wise. Um, when you get a good skipper, it, it's glorious. It's Disney uh, humor, you know, dry humor at its best.
0: The other thing we should note is that a lot of times during the holidays, it has a minor overlay uh, called the Jingle Cruise, where they start putting like Santa hats on some of the animatronics and stuff like that. And so it is, you know, good to check it out during those holidays as well. Uh, I really like the Jungle Cruise, although, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know why, but I haven't gotten. An amazing skipper in a while, but I get good skippers and it's a lot of fun. Some of my favorite jokes that really involve the skippers kind of getting into it. And I don't want to spoil it for people. It is the kind of thing where younger kids, they're not going to understand the jokes. Um, but as your kids get older and as your kids start getting into jokes, I think it's something that they can really get into. So this is a usually ride for us. Um, you know, I find using FastPass Refresh, I can always get the jungle cruise later in the day as a fast pass because the lines do build up quite a bit, but you know, as long as I can get that extra fast pass for it um, you know, we love to take it. We love to, we love ourselves a boat ride Disney world. So, you know, it's a usually ride for us. And what about you, Leslie?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much an always ride for me. Yeah, I I think the, especially because, you know, there is the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland, but the version at Disney World is longer and better. And I always hate as a West Coaster to admit when Disney World has bested Disneyland. But when it comes to Jungle Cruise, they have. So I always want to ride that version because it it is a longer version with more. So I enjoy that.
0: Awesome. All right, so moving along, the next attraction that we're going to talk about is the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. And so I'll take this one since Leslie took the last two. Uh, It is one of your, (laughs) I've forgotten again, what do we call these rides, these Dumbo type rides, Leslie?
1: Carousels? I don't know. They're not really carousels, but close to it.
0: It's just one of those spinning rides where, you know, a hub and spoke ride where you're going around in a circle. I mean, it's just, it's essentially Dumbo, except for you're in a magic carpet. Um, The difference is that, the magic carpets of aladdin you have two rows uh, and the front row has a control that allows you to move the carpet up and down um, just like in dumbo but the back row has a button that you can push to make the carpet tilt you know there's an extra range of motion there i think that makes the attraction a little bit more fun if you're in a group of three or more uh, or at least in a group of two people who can sit separately, but it makes it a little less fun because you can't get the full range of motion. If it's just you and say a kid who has to sit in the same row as you, Uh, another thing to note, spoiler alert, the camels, that look like decorations at the magic carpets of aladdin will shoot you in the face with water so you should know that it's just essentially one of those carousel rides you're flying in the air you're moving up and down and uh, you're tilting on the magic carpets of aladdin so for us this is actually an always ride because my kids still love these types of rides um and so we're always on it and like i said it is sometimes a bummer when there's not enough of us to be in both rows what about you leslie
1: yeah, it's probably a usually ride for me when I'm with my kids. Like you said, you know, younger kids are going to enjoy this attraction and you know, I have taken some solo trips in in recent years and don't usually ride it when I'm solo. It's it's an attraction for the family for for sure. But uh but yeah, my kids my kids have enjoyed it and the theming is cute and and the line sometimes can be short. So if we're hitting Jungle Cruise and and you know, we aren't getting we don't have a fast pass. Occasionally you can hit this, this ride when uh, the cues are, are shorter certain times of day.
0: Yeah. If you are trying to like avoid, or if your kids insist on riding this, you know, definitely ride it early in the day or like later in the day around dinner time or later. That's when kind of all the cues die down in my experience. It also has fast pass plus, and it's very easy to get like your fourth rolling fast pass for that. So you can go ahead and do that if you need to, but you know, I'm, I'm not re- waiting for this ride uh, more than 10 minutes it's just not that worth it for me. Uh, right.
1: Dumbo is better and they're two carousels at Dumbo. So yeah. It, <laughs> and a better line. <laughs> yeah. It moves a lot more. Uh,
0: yeah. It's way more efficient. The view on top of Dumbo is nicer. Although, you know, the view of the bazaar as you're flying on the flying carpets, isn't too shabby itself. That's fair. Okay. So the next attraction is the pirates of the Caribbean. So this is what I want to know if without like spoiling the ride too much, I know everyone says the Disneyland version of this is better. Um, And I want to know, like, what makes it so much better? Is it the fact that the one in Disney World has Jack Sparrow popping up randomly? And although the animatronic is very well done, it just kind of doesn't totally make sense in the story to me. Or, you know, what is it about Pirates of the Caribbean in uh, Disneyland that makes it so much better than the one in Disney World?
1: Well, it's just longer. No, and Disneyland does have Jack Sparrow as well. They, they added him during the movies. So there's too much to be capitalized upon there. You know, it's much longer. And the, the ride building itself is is much grander. So when you go into certain scenes, like it, everything feels bigger, the world feels bigger. But yeah, it's a much longer attraction. There, are, I believe there's only one drop at Disney World or two drops at Disneyland.
0: Yeah. Only one drop. That's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are two at Disneyland. So it's just a much... And then of course at Disneyland, you start the ride by cruising by Blue Bayou, which is the New Orleans Square restaurant that's very good. And, and um, it's sort of like... It starts a little bit like Grand Fiesta Tour does, where you're you're inside, but you feel like you're outside um, in the dark. So um, I, yeah, I think just the atmosphere and the feeling of New Orleans Square at Disneyland makes the ride superior. So this is one that I'm going to have to put in the Disneyland column for sure.
0: All that being said, I have only been on the Disney World version, obviously, but I love the Disney World version. You know, I think a lot of it's nostalgia. It's such an old ride, but the animatronics still hold up. You know, it's nice and cool in there, but also the theming is amazing. Like, it's one of the cues that I really enjoy walking through because you're kind of walking through, you know, a pirate's, I guess, layer or whatever you would say. But you have the cannonballs. Like, I always remember just marveling at the cannonballs in the line as a kid because I was waiting in line. And so there's a lot of just kind of great touches and details in the ride that I really like. And in case you have no idea what Pirates of the Caribbean is about, you are riding on a boat and you're going through this story essentially about how these pirates met their demise because they were too greedy. Although, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World has kind of been Frankensteined a little bit, and their various stories are all kind of glommed together. But still, the animatronics are great, and the ride is great. It's a pretty much always ride for me, unless I'm with my kids, who, once again, cannot handle it, do not know what to do with these guys. What about you, Leslie?
1: So disappointing. It's an always ride for us. And my kids do love it. Even my slightly scaredy cat five-year-old, um, I guess we've just raised him on Pirates. My, th- This is my husband's other favorite ride. Um, when we started dating, we all we did was ride the Jungle Cruise <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean. So, um, you know, that's that's how I come to be where I am at this point in my life was was these rides with my husband uh, when we were dating many, many moons ago. Yeah, I... It's an always ride for me, even though it's inferior to the Disneyland version. It's just, it's great.
0: I just feel like if you're in any Disney park and there's a Pirates ride, you got to go on it. And I'm hearing that the Shanghai one even bests the Disneyland one. So one day, Leslie.
1: I know. That's the one park that eludes both of us. So who's going to get there first, Joe? I
0: don't know. We'll have to see. All right. Last attraction is Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Um, so this is essentially a walkthrough ride. You are climbing the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. There are like various points that you can stop. You can look at like their bedroom. You can look at their desk, their study. Uh, I'd I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Leslie, because again, this is something that two weeks ago I had a much different opinion on. Um, so tell me, what are your thoughts on Swiss Family Robinson treehouse? Do you guys ever walk up it? Uh, do you ever climb it? Or what what what's your family's take on Swiss Family Robinson?
1: When I'm with my kids, it's a usually do. Um, in the last couple of years. And that, that is surprising to me because again, yeah, you're just climbing upstairs and looking at scenes and there's not much going on in terms of interactivity. Nostalgia wise, I really, I remember doing it as a child and sort of, I remember reading the book Swiss Family Robinson. I remember seeing it at, at Disney World for the first time and making that connection. And then of course there's the Disney movie as well. But I read the book, being the the geek that I am. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the movie, at least in in one sitting. And my kids, surprisingly, both really, really enjoy it. And maybe it's because it's an old school attraction. It's not trying to do, be too much or do too much. But they both really enjoyed it. You get some great views, too, of the castle and Space Mountain from Up in the Trees when you're at Disney World and And, uh, yeah, we've, we've, and it's also just a kind of a nice break where they kind of get to explore. I mean, the same reason maybe that you go to like, uh, you know, some other like Tom Sawyer Island just to kind of give them room to roam and see things and explore. That's the reason you do Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. But yeah, I'm interested to hear your take, Joe.
0: Yeah. So before I went to Disneyland Paris, this, I was gonna, I was thinking about this episode and I was like, oh, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. That's going to be a never ride but then we saw it in Disneyland Paris and my daughter wanted to go up and somehow like I had t- completely forgotten that like a year or two ago, I went up with both my daughter and my son. And like you said, they completely loved the attraction. Um, and so, you know, being in Disneyland Paris reminded me, and I want to say as far as I can remember, and I will double check this next time I'm in Florida, but the treehouse like is exactly the same, like in terms of the way you're climbing and stuff like that in Disneyland Paris, as it is in, um, orlando but all of a sudden you know this is basically an always ride for us because there's never any line Uh, my kids really enjoy it i guess it maybe wouldn't be an always ride if we were there like right now in the middle of summer but as long as it's not like insanely hot you know the kids really love it they love walking around they love the views they love taking pictures um you know they actually pose properly for pictures at the swiss family robinson treehouse so you know i've come to like really appreciate it uh in a way that i didn't before and swinging back to what i was talking about. Uh, with Adventureland and Disneyland Paris before. The Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is kind of the crown jewel or the centerpiece of all of Adventureland in Disneyland Paris, where there's like all these places to explore, um, not just the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. There's like a pirate ship, there are caves to explore, there are like various suspension bridges and uh, things to play with. So, you know, that's what I really love uh, about Adventureland and Disneyland Paris. And that's why, you know, I kind of wish. You know, it's funny, like I said, two weeks ago, I would have said Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse would have been a never ride. But now I find myself wishing there were more of these places to explore uh, in Disney World's Land, just because, you know, it's so much fun for kids. And in a way, it's fun for adults as well. Um, you, you don't have to worry about lines. You just kind of go at your own pace and you kind of take a nice walk through an adventurous land. But that's not what we have at Disney World. And so still at the same time, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is worth checking out at least once to see if your kids like it. Totally agree. Before we wrap up, Leslie, do you have a Disney do or don't? are you making me do it? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) All right, I got a Disney do. So my Disney do is I really think if you want to avoid lines, Adventureland is a good place to go in the morning. Everyone is going to Fantasyland to start things out. Um, People are going to Tomorrowland. You know, people are going to the big coaster. So you can, you know, hit up Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Aladdin if you want to do that, like The lines are going to be pretty short in the morning. I'm not sure that's the best touring plan strategy overall, but if you really enjoy the attractions in Adventureland, you know, I would say check it out in the morning. The lines are going to be much shorter then. Totally agree. All right. So that wraps it up for the attractions for Adventureland in Disney World. And it is a good thing that we are splitting up this episode. So we will close it out here. Next episode, we will talk about Adventureland's food, the shops, and, um, you know, the various. Character meets and events that you can do there. Until then, let us know what you think of the attractions at Adventureland. Are we totally off base about Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? Are we giving Aladdin's magic carpets the short end of the stick? You know, let us know. You can contact us, disneydeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at deciphered, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to check us out at patreon.com Disney Deciphered, where you can. Choose to support us regularly or make a one-time donation. Of course, please never do this if this puts you in any financial difficulty at all. Thanks so much, Leslie, for talking to me about Adventureland. So we will talk to you all next week. And Leslie, I will see you at the top of the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse.
1: Thanks, Jim.